Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And today with us, we have one of our favorite people ever. (laughs) (laughs) We have Nicole. Nicole, tell everybody who you are and where you are on the internet. Well, I am Nicole. My YouTube channel name is Who Picked This Book? And you could pretty much find me anywhere on the socials with that tag. <laughs> I'm, I am Who Picked This Book? Everywhere. So on Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, Storygraph, all that good stuff. So how did Who Picked This Book come to be? Yeah, this is actually the name of my in real life book club. So I created this book club back in 2014, I want to say. And I was just going through and talking with the gals that we had the group with. And I'm like, we should name this, you know, kind of thing. And we were just looking through some names of like popular funny names of like book clubs. And everybody agreed that who picked this book was just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're like who picked this book it. certainly not me i don't know because <laughs> it could go so many ways right it could be like who picked this book well i'm nicole and i'm who picked this book or it could be like who picked who picked this book <laughs> exactly like you kind of have a way out if it was not a particularly good read <laughs> <laughs> And for listeners, right, you can't see Nicole, but you should definitely go check out her YouTube channel and then you'll see what Mm -hmm. we're looking at. But like you are surrounded by books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. How many, like what's the last, the last time you may have counted? Um, I do have. What was the ballpark? I do have a count because I have the Book Buddy app, which um, you can scan barcodes of the books that you get and it and like catalogs like all of your books for you. So I have an exact number and that's scary and helpful at the same time. (laughs) So can we know? Yeah, absolutely. The physical books, the number of physical books I have in my library is 3,156. Okay. Oh my Lord. And they're not even all in this room. I have two rooms that look exactly like this. Oh wow. Wow. Well, they don't look exactly <laughs> like this, but it's still like shelves like in a corner and then half of another wall. So it's like all this in here, these are my romances, these are my cozy mysteries, mm-hmm. and in the spare room I have like literally everything else that I own, like fiction, children's books, YA, you know, things that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily romance or cozy mysteries, they all go in the other room. So I love yeah. it. Gosh. I mean, and I what is your it. your husband just like colors inside the lines and stays quiet <laughs> yeah. about it? Honestly, like he's like he's just resigned himself to the inevitable at this point. <laughs> but yep. he's the one that actually built yep. these shelves behind me. So he, you know, wholeheartedly I would say supports my reading because he built he the does. shelves that these books rest he's on. He's an enabler. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, he enabled this. Yeah, I love it. I did not even ask for these shelves. He said, like, oh, I'll build you bookshelves. And I'm like, so I didn't even ask. He volunteered. (laughs) So you two, how long have you all, like, I mean, you've been married for a while. Did you all know each other for a long time before you got married? I just always love hearing, like, 
stories your, about you what's and your, your happily ever after yeah what's your <laughs> what's your true life love story you know, yeah my husband and I were actually high school sweethearts so stop yeah. it oh that's the nicest child I love it I, I, I like our happily ever after is my favorite happily ever after, you know? So yeah, we, uh, we met in high school. We had the same math class. I was a sophomore. He was a junior and, uh, Oh, okay. You had an older man. man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And that kind of, you know, that was all she wrote kind of thing. Yeah. We got, we were together for four years before we got married. So, um, met when I was 15, married when I was 19. And um, we just celebrated 12 years married, um, March 7th. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. I I think that in today's world, right? I think when you just, especially being that young and going for it, I think it's really brave because you have a Mm -hmm. lot of societal stuff and like if you go a different path then that's obviously great I mean what we're living a lot longer than people did once upon a time when they got married at like 14 years old so like honestly there's no rush to get married at 20 in your 20s or 30s -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. because I mean go go live life but like if you just know at 19 like I will never want anybody else so let's just do it I think that's really brave Nicole (laughs) I think it's awesome absolutely awesome Uh, yeah it's like we didn't really have a whole lot of people against us I mean there were you know obviously my own my own father was like he married and divorced his high school sweetheart so he's like you know not all of these things last (laughs) I'm like thanks for the vote of confidence dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's like you know it's like you know as a parent I'm not a parent but I would just you know as a parent you know you want to you know protect your kids from what you think are bad decisions that you've made in your life. So, you, you know, they mm-hmm. do the pearls of wisdom kind of thing, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we got this, you know, we did a, um, to get married in our church, we had to do a premarital uh, class and do the worksheets yep. and read and all this jazz. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, that was really helpful. And, you know, after you get married, they do, um, they do like the, you know, after marriage check-ins with you. So it's kind of like you had like mm-hmm. the marriage counseling, like right after you. So that was like, really, you know, we did that and that was, you know, really, and I'm not going to lie, like, you know, that first year of marriage is rough because, <laughs> you know, it's like, no doubt. We went, we went from our, no doubt. Like I was still living with my parents. He was still living with his parents. You know, we never had, we never mm-hmm. lived on our own. We you know we never did that. We went straight from our parents' house to our married house. And it was like, oh my gosh, living with a whole nother person and their idiosyncrasies and him leaving clothes off. Yeah. Him leaving clothes right yeah, near. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> like him leaving clothes right near, near the dirty clothes hamper instead of in it. <laughs> Not in it. <laughs> That's really interesting. Y'all had mm-hmm. to like that was your introduction yeah. to each other, and you're already in it at that yeah. point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Is don't the ink pull- on this thing. <laughs> you don't push the toothpaste up from the bottom. Like you start yeah. at the top, and it drives me nuts. And honestly, you know, it's like you get to the point where um, you can either let those 
kind of idiosyncrasies you can like let it nitpick at you and drive you insane or you can just let it go because they're honestly they're they're the small tomatoes in life you know as opposed to like the bigger problems and stuff that you work through and build your you know marriage on so definitely Mm -hmm. yeah you know so there's a lot of things where I had to learn to let go (laughs) oh yeah and I feel like as women we do that I'm buying you your own toothpaste so that I can continue to push mine from the- well, I can continue to push mine the correct way. <laughs> yeah, the correct you end. can be over there and do it wrong. That's fine. With your wrong I mean- toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I think like you said the first year was rough. The first year for mm-hmm. every, I mean, God, mm-hmm. even the, the second year is it mm-hmm. it is constant work it's constant work. oh yeah I mean it, mm-hmm. my husband and I didn't get I we didn't get married when I was 19 but like I was late 20s and he's a little bit younger than me so even now like at 34 looking back I'm like damn we got married when I was in my <laughs> 20s and like still figuring <laughs> it out you know it's just like wow you know but it really does feel like you kind of grow up you together do. absolutely and I yeah. definitely say yeah. like I grew up because when I was 19, I thought I knew it all and I didn't have to answer to no man mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, no, you don't have to answer to a man, but there is mutual respect and communicating with your husband. Yeah, exactly. Like, come yeah. on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Growing up on, you know, my part and also his part. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so my gosh. when you were, so you said you were a sophomore, he was mm-hmm. a junior. Were you reading romance at that time? Yeah. Yes, I was. (laughs) Give us your romance origin story. When did it happen? Yes. So, uh, of course, you know, I felt like, I feel like every, you know, girl's mother has some sort of, you know, either it's going to be the Nora Roberts or the Danielle Steele. And my mom had a couple of those Mm -hmm. on her shelf. You know, she had, she didn't have a library quite as extensively as mine. She had the one shelf (laughs) on her side of the room and, you know, it had a couple of the romances on there. And that was my first kind of peek into, oh yeah, like reading that wasn't, you know, like fairy tales or like nursery rhymes or you know Harry Potter or Mm -hmm. you know things like that so it's like it's kind of grown-up books if you will (laughs) yeah so definitely you know that was kind of like my first peak and you know when I started was able to you know build my library that you see behind me the first author that I started collecting was Sandra Brown And she, yeah, she has written Mm -hmm. contemporary romances, historical romances, romantic suspense since the 80s. She's been writing for a time. So how did you find her? Like, what was it about her? The first book was called Words of Silk. And my, I believe my mom owned it. So I, you know, I'd gotten that and, um, I have reread that book since like a couple years ago, at least. And I was like, oh, this does not age well. But (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of books in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, I feel like. (laughs) It's true. It's it's really true. (laughs) But that was kind of the first book when I was just like holy moly, like, this is like, this is an adult book. Like, I'm, I like this, you know, it's, you know, it's about real life. It's about a real couple, real struggles, and they get there happily ever after, like, they persevere. And I'm like, I like this, you know, (laughs) I like Mm -hmm. women, you know, getting there happily ever after. So after that, I was kind of hooked. And 
ever like if I had a Christmas or a birthday, I was like, Mom, I need more. I need more Sandra Brown. And so she would, you know, be looking at the used bookstores and things like that. And she would, you, mm-hmm. you know, you would find some. And um, when I was when I was started working, was able to um, spend my own money. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, yes. Like, let's keep going on this collection, you know, and that was. Uh, that was kind of like my start in the romance, Sandra Brown, and she continues to be a favorite to this day. She is an author that, because I feel like a lot of um, like romance authors, when you hear them speak and you, you, like they talk about their introduction into romance, it's usually like the Johanna Lindsay's, the Kathleen Mm -hmm. Wildeweiss, is is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, I think think so, so, yeah. But I have heard a couple of couple say Sandra Brown and I'm like isn't she still writing she books is. <laughs> yeah that's incredible yeah, she has a new book releasing this year August called Blind Tiger yeah. and it's uh, during the 1920s during prohibition so yeah, yeah oh nice very, I'm like I'm, she's an autobi author she it has her name on it I'm buying oh, sure. it you know I don't really care what it's about <laughs> yeah and I haven't read her under her name I read her under her pseudonym when she wrote Desire for Harlequin, um, Stephanie James. James. And I know she wrote under, like, I think it was Aaron Saint something. Aaron St. John, I think. Yeah, Some, yes. Yes, well. I have read a couple of those, too. So I'm like, maybe I should actually try under her name and see what I think about them. Because <laughs> the, I mean, the ones that I'm talking about, like, she wrote the first Desire novel ever. ever. And I read it, and I'm like, like you said, this didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, there was still kind no. of heavy patriarchy themes yeah. and romance back then, you know, and I'm like, this is for women. What are you but doing it's, here? <laughs> it's it's not like the way I look at it is you gotta kinda you, you can't forgive you kinda gotta forgive it oh, a little yeah. bit for what mm-hmm. it is. You know, you it's hard but they're just campy and fun. That's the way I look at it. It's campy and fun and not meant to be taken seriously. A hundred percent. For a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I mean I think that to appreciate what we have now, sometimes you gotta read the oh, the bad yeah. stuff that I mean you gotta absolutely you gotta pick up those old novels and just tell yourself it's probably gonna be some stuff in here I don't like, <laughs> but like this is what we're this is where we're at now they you know definitely yeah. paved the yeah. way I mean for sure mm-hmm. you know that saying do absolutely. you have any like throwback favorites yeah. like yeah because I think that now right like well so we'll talk about youtube in a minute but there's a lot of people getting into romance Mm -hmm. now like i think i think even before bridgerton right just in the culture of like youtube you started seeing readers that were getting older that when we first came into like the social media world were mostly reading like young adult and stuff like that and now they're getting older and they're like they're reading romance and so yeah if you had to if there were like a couple of titles for like, if you want to read some old school historicals or old school paranormal, like some throwback, what would you point people to? Um, honestly, after I started reading Sandra Brown, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, looking for anything and everything else, you know, I could get my hands on. It was kind of, it was a slippery slope Mm -hmm. and I never looked back. So (laughs) So, here we are now grown women and she has (laughs) unapologetically not looking back. 
Right. So uh, in, in that point in my life, you know, I was, you know, a, a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was a big fan of Charmed. And I'm just like, there's got to be romance books out there like that. Right. And that led yeah. me to um, Gina Showalter, which she, you know, she writes mm-hmm. predominantly um, paranormal. Um, she does have, you know, some YA books, but she writes predominantly paranormal uh, romance. And so I'm just like, I was another, you know, author that I was, I was reading and consuming everything that she had put out. I was eating them like candy. And then that led me to Lindsay Sands. Lindsay Sands writes some paranormal. She writes her, um, it's called the Ar- uh, the Arjunu series. And it's uh, about um, a group of, it's a family, it's vampires. And so that was probably one of the original uh, vampire series that I've ever read. And then I found out about backlists and everything else that an author has <laughs> has ever written, and not necessarily in one specific genre, because Lindsay Sands also writes historical romance as well. So that got me, that mm-hmm. got me into, you know, her, she has a couple of Scottish um, Highlander romance historical romances and those are fantastic and uh so definitely like those are my og authors for sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i got you know lissandra brown gina showalter Lindsay sands and also another uh, romantic suspense author that i um read back when i was in high school her name is lisa jackson and Mm mm-hmm I've seen that. I've seen her name. She's good. Really good. So like I wanted more romantic suspense like Sandra Brown. And so um, a lot of like they were kind of not really shelved together, but let's like, that's kind of, you know, if you like this, you'd probably like this. So that kind of, it was just, Mm -hmm. it led me that way. So it was, those were my, those were the first authors that I started collecting like all of their books. And I still have a lot of their books that I like first bought you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, I still have them in my collection. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like romantic suspense and y'all let me know if you agree, like it is probably the subgenre amongst the online romance community that people read the least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do remember when I first found you on YouTube, Nicole, that was like the, first thing that grabbed me about you because I it's I always love when I see someone talking about something that I don't hear anybody else talking about and you were talking about romantic suspense and paranormal I remember that so what is it about romantic suspense that you love and what are some of the like misconceptions that you think people have about it that like keeps them from giving it a try I what I really love about romantic suspense is that um, the high stakes, you know, it's really, you know, fast pace. And um, like from page one, it's, it starts and it doesn't stop. And you're, it's almost like, it's almost mm-hmm. like a sprint instead of a marathon that, you know, some other, like, whether it be paranormal or fantasy, it's definitely like, you would get through these books really quickly. And I liked that. I liked being able to um, sit down and read a book in one sitting. And it was usually the suspense, the romantic suspense that was doing that for me. It didn't take me that long at all to get through one of those books. And it's just because like your heart was racing. You wanted to know like the whodunit, you know, that's like the intrigue for that really, really got me. And um, 
I and for people not reading um, romantic suspense, honestly, I feel like it just falls into this kind of purgatory that just romance in general like finds like themselves in. You're like, I can read a thriller or I can read, you know, a murder mystery and um, kind of get the same thing. And people who are not, you know, fans of the romance and think, oh, it's just sex, you know, it's just the sexy times. And, um, or, you know, the, God forbid, porn for women kind of thing, the kind of derogatory <laughs> things that are just, <laughs> you know, talked about, about the romance genre. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like if they want that kind of, you know, the intrigue and the whodunit and like that mystery they have other genres that they can find that and not necessarily go to romance Mm -hmm. because of the negative connotations that romance has for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've even heard romance creators say they'll go to like the thriller genre if they want Mm -hmm. some suspense Mm -hmm. over picking Mm -hmm. up a romantic suspense. And I'm like, but we're going to just disregard <laughs> all the work that's going on in this. Into like, this, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Especially with, for, other, for other romance, like, readers to say that. It's like, really, you're missing out on a whole genre. It's like, you're going to get the best of a both worlds. Genre. You're going to get that murder yeah. mystery. You're going to get the whodunit. And you're going to get those swoony scenes that if you like that kind of stuff, it's in mm-hmm. there. And you're going to get a happily ever after. Like, you're, you're a romance reader and you're not looking for that? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read a lot of um, more uh, mystery type um, novels. And a lot of them written by women have those scenes in there. They're just not, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like how many books, my dad used to love those, like, um, Jack Ryan books. They have a love interest. (laughs) So you're still (laughs) like, you know, I just don't understand. Right. But I guess it's the romantic suspense quote quotation marks that people shy away from. Yeah. Sometimes when I read cozy mysteries, I'm like, this is a romance, but I yeah. think that they disguise it because like, I'm, I probably have like four ongoing cozy mystery series that I'm reading. They will give it like a love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every and time. Like, this is how you get us. Uh-huh. But really mm-hmm. we know which one they're probably going to end up with. Right. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. Like I love, I love me a good cozy mystery. I mean, I love, you know, I love oh, yeah. Julianne Lindsay. I love, you know, all of her. She mm-hmm. writes under uh, so many different pen names and I love her cozy mysteries. And the reason why I do is because she has great romances written into her cozy mysteries. She does. And yeah. talking with her, yeah. she actually has said that the cozy, her cozy mystery fans that don't read romance, they actually complain and give bad reviews because of the amount of romance she has in her cozy mysteries. And I'm like, really? Yes. I'm like, for the love of God, don't ever change because that's what I love. Right. And it's not like she has graphic sex on page. Like, no, of course not. It's a cozy mystery. Yeah. That's a no, no in the genre, but she, uh, mm-hmm. like, she's very like, you know, the, the murder mystery is the foremost plot of the book but then that romance is right behind it you know and as the yeah absolutely as the murder mystery is progressing so is that romance and i love that about julian mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah i yeah. mean if you watch a cozy mystery on hallmark 
there's a so, exactly. <laughs> it's just part of the genre I guess I know I was like you know I was getting spoiled you know I like I read her cozy mysteries and I'm like yeah I got the romance too what? and then I read I'll read another <laughs> yeah. cozy mystery and it's not as heavy um and I'm just like Meow. yeah <laughs> 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 Who picked this book? Who had the audacity? (laughs) Right. We want it. I mean, because the sleuths are adults and it's usually like, you know, the police officers. They can't stand it first. And then eventually, like, you know, the romance is with them. It's just, you know. So when did you discover that there was an online community on YouTube <laughs> talking about yeah. books. How long did you watch before you decided to create yep. a channel for yourself? Give us all the details. <laughs> so I used to uh, serve and bartend at Red Lobster. And there was uh, another coworker of mine. Like I would always be, you know, I'd always have a book with me. I'd read on my breaks and I'd always be talking about books. And he had noticed and he was like, you know, you and my wife would get along. She has a booktube channel. And I'm like, book what? Stop <laughs> it. In no real way. life? really and I'm just like what's like what's that and um and the next time like she had come in to eat to visit him um while he was at work he was like let me introduce you and so that was kind of how that all started her name was Danny her channel name is the insatiable bookie and she just I think this year or late last year she started making content again so she's slowly but surely getting back into it um but yeah, so I was just like, this is, I had, I had no idea. I had never even in my wildest <laughs> imagination to think that I could search for book stuff on YouTube. You know, I was like, YouTube, right. that's like to look at memes or vines or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like look up scenes from movies if you don't want to watch the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's literally uh, what I thought before, YouTube was for. <laughs> before I exactly. found it. I was like, what do people do on YouTube? Like, I knew that, like, (laughs) the troops I had used it for, like, music videos. I was like, don't they just use it for music videos? (laughs) Like, people talk about books on there? (laughs) That's just weird. Uh, So I'm like, so I watched a couple of her videos. I'm like, I must investigate. Uh, So I'm watching her videos, and then under one of her videos, um, there was an, uh, another, obviously it recommends more booktube videos for you. And I'm like, handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I, That's, That's helpful. helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, so um, the first video that I saw was from Olivia at I Livy for Books. Her channel, oh, I love her. her channel name is now I mm-hmm. Livy Simone, I think. Uh, she changed it, you know. Um, but I started watching her. Uh, she was relatively small, you know, back then. Uh, so I started watching her then and she had some videos that like, if you're thinking about making a booktube channel, I was like, perfect. (laughs) I am thinking about that. So I watched a couple of her videos on that and she is so, she is so nice. She's so sweet. I've actually met her a couple of times in person and she is just the cutest little thing I I just love her so much and she makes these great videos. And, um, 
So she was she was the one that was actually saying like, you don't need all this like heavy duty professional cameras and lighting. And I'm like, thank mm-hmm. God, because I don't have money for that. Uh, so um, <laughs> she was like, I think at the time she was filming on her phone or she said you can film on your phone. I'm like, I have a phone. I have a phone. <laughs> so and right. until this to this day I still film on my phone um you know it's like the like the iPhones Same. like they have amazing cameras you know <laughs> so it's like yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. I still film on my phone and uh so back I was like okay great I could I could actually do this and then under her videos you know a couple more how to book two videos and I you know started watching Katrina at Little Book Owl she was like the big booktuber mm-hmm. you know she was it was it, yeah. you know? And so, and she's super nice too. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, you know, that's kind of how I made my start. And it, it wasn't long at all. It was a couple months. It was a couple months where I was just like, let's just try this out and see. Okay. Um, nice. And then also at the time, my cousin, <clears throat> excuse me, she has, she owns her own, uh, she's an indie published author. And she was like, Hey, for my website, for, um, it's called Golden Masquerade Books. And it's like, could you write or film like book reviews? And I'm like, this is kind of exactly like what I was thinking about doing. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the stars are aligning here, Nicole. And that's oh right. <laughs> so, uh, so I was just, I started to try to do it on my laptop or my old laptop that I had or my husband's. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of grainy. I don't really like it. I had a better camera on my phone. And so my first like, practice video was sending her like a book review video of like this is how it's kind of like how it would be the setup and this is you know like what what do you think kind of thing and so it turns out that I was just writing reviews for her (laughs) for her website and then I started making like the book two videos it was so funny but yeah I would sit in I would sit in my dining room where that you know at the natural lighting I had the better lighting because we have two kind of big arched windows Mm -hmm. in there so I was like because I didn't have like I have like a ring light now but I didn't have any kind of lighting so I just used the natural light and um you know I had like iMovie on my laptop that comes standard with a Mac. So I was just like, I have the editing software. I'm just like, I have everything without having to spend any money. (laughs) 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 So that was kind of like, like, that's my, that's my booktube story. I started my channel in October of 2016. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. What are your favorite videos to make? Like, which ones do you really like? I really, really like making vlogs or I like doing live streams because mm-hmm. it's so yeah. much less work. <laughs> yeah. You're the live stream queen. When I think of live streams, it's like, it's Nicole. <laughs> every, every week. I, I love live streams just because, you know, you get to, like, you're there and like, there's no editing. I like that. Number one, because editing, I think is the bane of everybody's existence. <laughs> like yes. nobody really likes editing except for like a couple people. Um, and then I love that, you know, the viewers are there and talking to you. Like they have the premiere now where you can Agreed. upload your video and do the premiere where you can chat with them and stuff kind of like a live, but you'd still have to edit your video. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. It's not quite the same. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely vlogs and, uh, which I started doing heavy vlogs last year. Like I, you know, I didn't, it really wasn't a thing that I did originally on my channel, but, um, but yeah, I really, I really like doing them. Yeah. No, they're fun to watch. 
when you started, did you know that there were, I mean, at 2016, we could probably count on both hands how many people were actually on there talking about romance, and it's probably yeah. lesser than that. But did you know that people were talking about romance, or did you feel for a while like, I'm in this by myself? That's a, Yeah, I did feel. I did feel like that because um, the people who are – uh, who I was watching at that point, um, literally just YA, you know, that was, yeah. seems to be, you know, back in 2016, they, that's all they were talking about, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, okay, well, you know, at like four years ago, I was still in my, I was in my late twenties. So it's like, I'm like, okay, like I do like, you know, YA, I still read YA to this day, but, um, uh, I was like, okay, that's not my, my first love is the romance, but you know, I wanted, right. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. At that point in time, when you're small, you want to grow, you want to see those numbers. And so you're just, you get into this rut of doing what everybody else is doing just to, you know, kind of get your foot in the door and, get your channel known kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And there was still yeah. a couple videos, you know, where I was still talking about, you know, romance. So it's like, so I didn't abandon it completely, but it definitely shifted my reading to more YA central. And um, I didn't really like that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And it, it definitely, you know, it felt like, you know, I was abandoning what I wanted to read because I wanted my channel to do well. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, when I did start finding people who were talking about romance and I'm like, oh, okay, there is a place for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, any, well, I feel like in the romance world, blogging mm -hmm. is still king. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. in other, I can't really speak for other sub, like other genres of fiction, but like for us, blogging is still a big deal mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then with youtube i feel like romance the romance world is kind of realizing that hey people talk about romance yeah. books on youtube mm -hmm. so i mean i i don't shake my like i don't shun anybody that comes into that space and feels like i gotta do what i gotta do to like get noticed right. you know because yeah it, youtube is huge mm -hmm. BookTube specifically is very, very, it's, it feels huge to us, but it's really small mm -hmm. in the grand scheme mm -hmm. of YouTube. Right. Um, and then, you know, YA is huge. It's like the top. Right. Then you mm -hmm. have like literary fiction and like the classics community. And I feel like romance is, it, it's having its moment now and it's like yeah. finally, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I feel like for probably a lot of the creators, like they just had to kind of sit it to the side for a little bit to get the algorithm to like give them that boost and yeah. yeah you know for sure and it's exactly like you were saying you know it's like when booktube you know first started and you know people like they're you know those are the those core channels that you know who they are the bigger booktubes that have been here since the beginning mm -hmm. you know they're growing up they're growing up now and they're mm -hmm. getting into the romance. They're kind of, they still, you know, dabble in the YA, but they're technically adults now. And so they're realizing there's mm -hmm. a whole nother genre out there that they, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I guess when you see the bigger booktubers, you know, reading romance, it's okay for everybody else to read romance now. Yeah. To read. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I, I feel my heart goes out to them because 
all see some of their videos and I'll like read comments and like they catch a lot of slack and you know because they are growing up and I'm like but did you expect this person to stay 15 forever? Exactly. They're right? 24 years old now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's like you grow up, your tastes are going to change. You know, you still have those books that you love to read as a kid. And it's the nostalgia factor for sure. Yep. And I'm just like, there's a whole wide world of other books out there that you can't expect them to stay stagnant and in this one genre just because that was the norm. That was it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's true. How does it feel for you now? I mean, romance is big now Mm -hmm. in that space. There's so many creators that have come on board. And I think that it takes having people like you and having people like Sarah that are there that kind of gives other people permission of like, hey, yeah, you can do this. It's it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's honestly, it might be a little rough. You may not see growth in comparison to somebody else's new when you're new and they just like blow up, but like it's having a moment and you might as well, you you need to join, just do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, like you said, it's like, it it might affect your numbers, but if you're happy with what you're reading and the content that you're putting out, that's really like what's important. You get to this point, like you've been in the YouTube biz for, I'm, October, I'm, you know, I'm going to be on YouTube for five years. And that's not as long as some other YouTubers. But I feel like I've been on YouTube for a long time. I can start reading what I damn well want to read, you know, so, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, I'm going to be 32 this year, like, I'm an adult, I can read what I want to read, you know, kind of thing. And it's that, you know, when you have other people that have the same likes as you and like you're saying, like, they kind of make it okay for you to like, oh, they're talking about romance. Oh, this person's talking about romance too. <sighs> I can do it. I can do it now too. I can do it. You know, it. and it's it's a, it's a very freeing moment for sure where it's like, even if, you know, God forbid you lose subscribers because you shift and start talking about romance, you there is a group of us who, you know, once we find you, mm-hmm. like, yes, we read – you're part of the romance family. Like we want you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, em- yeah and embrace yeah. you wholeheartedly. And, I, and honestly, it's like oh, for a found sure. family, especially when, you know, I found y'all mm-hmm. last year and Brie, I've, I follow, I've followed your stuff for such a long time, you know? Um, and it's just, you know, everybody else, like finding everybody else too, because I didn't know, you know, there was that little niche in the booktube community that liked romance. And it just kind of, opened my eyes and brought in my horizons and you know have made me realize that there's even just within romance there's so many other books out there that you know that I found and love and so it's mm-hmm. definitely it's been mm-hmm. it's been a roller coaster ride of you know ups and downs and I just I've loved every single minute of it and I love all of all of you that I've met and it's it was really it's heartwarming and I I love I love the acceptance and the feeling mm-hmm. of belonging it's really nice yeah well yeah because at the end of the day we're here to share our love of books and that comes yes. across yeah. and the friendship part of it was an extra yeah. bonus from what I found like for so long and you felt the same way I've been I was five years in January I was here alone on this island by myself mm-hmm. talking about stuff that I couldn't and then all of a sudden like you said last year I was like, oh my gosh, there's all these people. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) I'm waving the flag. You know, like, and it's in that part of it. 
above everything else has been awesome, to be completely honest, yeah. is the friendships that I've made. So doing it for five years, how do you, do you ever like have those moments where you're like, am I reading this because this is what I'm in the mood to read or am I reading for content? It's definitely a balancing act. I find that because, you know, especially watching they're you know, watching all of y'all's videos and everything, there are so many great books and you talk about them so passionately and they all sound so amazing. Honestly, every time I watch one of y'all's videos, my TBR grows by 10 books and I'm like, and then you have that. (laughs) So yeah, you have this list of all these awesome books that, oh, my friends are talking about this book. They loved it. We have similar reading tastes. I'm going to love it. But then I have this backlist of books behind me (laughs) that I have not read yet. (laughs) I'm just like, oh man, I got to read those. Oh man, but this book. And you know, it's like, you know, one romance booktuber is talking about it, then it's going to catch like wildfire. You know, it's like, eventually, it's all going to go through us, we're all going to read it, and we're going to be talking about it, you know, it's just, you know, finding the time to read it. And amidst all your other books that you want to read. And so it's definitely a balancing act of where, you know, fitting all these books, and it goes into the fear of, I will die with a TBR list five miles long, honestly. <laughs> and that uh, that hurts my heart to an extent. <laughs> like, that's why I feel like it's like... We just can't die. That's, exactly. We just can't die. That's it. I'm sorry. I still have things Something to do. To do. <laughs> things to read. I need my vampire to come and find me and turn me so I can read all these right? books. <laughs> because... Because don't you love it? That would be our first yes. thought too, right? Like, yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Right here. <laughs> yes, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, you're done. Okay, I'll be over here in the library if you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like you won't even know I'm here. I promise. <laughs> I'll be quiet as a mouse. I will not break your lifestyle. I promise. <laughs> just hand me my Kindle and back away. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's crazy the amount of just books that you are bombarded with, you know, just from watching booktube, you know, and I say bombarded in the best possible way, because I'm like, yeah, shower me with the recommendations. (laughs) Like, I love it. (laughs) But it's definitely, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky. It really is. And I find that the more Mm -hmm. hyped a book is, the less I want to read it, because that hype, and the excitement around the book, I feel like is more exciting than the actual book. And it's I true. Always feel it's like, true. Oh yeah, I'm gonna read this like right when everybody's reading it, and I'll put a vlog out, or I'll do something, I'll talk about it in my vlog, and I'm just like, huh, I'm a little overwhelmed or underwhelmed, you know? It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. the excitement <laughs> yeah. about it, and you know, was more exciting than the actual book, and so I feel like with overhyped books, I will put off yeah. reading those, like A Court of Silver Flames. I I pre-ordered that book last year. And I still haven't read it. (laughs) You know, when that book came out, everybody was reading it. Everybody put their vlogs out. Everybody, you know, was, and of course I love that series. I love Sarah J. Mass, but I'm just like, "Eh, I'm not ready yet. I don't want the hype surrounding this book to negatively impact my feelings and thoughts towards a book, you know? Very true. Very true. I mean, I already feel like, um, it's going to be that way anyway, because I particularly don't like one of the characters that this book is about. 
I'm just like, uh, do I want to read this? I don't know. I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's that issue. <laughs> I think it, you sometimes you just, I mean, I think timing is everything. Yeah. And I think that sometimes the smartest thing to do is to wait. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you hear all these, oh my God, it was five stars. And then you go into it with like, oh, well, so-and-so loved this. So I'm, I have exactly. to love it. You just kind of go in there expecting to love it. And then you're so disappointed when you're like, but did we read the same exactly. book? Exactly. Yeah. Like, who picked oh, this I, book? This is trash. Like, I must have gotten a different copy. This is not, we did not read the same you're book. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if it's, if it's all negative and then you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to read it. And then you go into it with that mindset of like, okay, so-and-so did not like it. And you're like, this isn't actually that bad. Exactly. I just, I think if it's overly yeah. hyped, the, the, it, I think we have just all, this is why we're friends because we all do this. If it's overly hyped, I'm like, I'm going to wait until yeah. like, yeah. um, Addie LaRue, mm-hmm. I was so excited about that book and I, it's V.E. Schwab. I don't know why I didn't it didn't click that like, this is going to be a popular yeah. book. I mm-hmm. have the audible book. I have the physical book and I am not ready to read it yet. Cause it's still, yeah. like, it is. It came out in like October and it's still, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I need that to die down before I go. Yeah. Into exactly. It. Not have like the constant, every time you're on YouTube or every time you log into Twitter, you know, like five stars, yes. five stars, five stars, you know? And I'm just like, okay, as soon as that dies down, I feel like I'm not, yeah. you know, constantly you know seeing that I'm now I'm ready to read it <laughs> so yeah. I feel like yeah feel exactly like I'm always late to the party with these you know like <laughs> with the popular books but if it makes me you know if it if it makes me not like it because you know I read it at the wrong time then that's not really that's, that's not it. what I want to do either oh yeah that was me last summer and I won't say the book but I was so disappointed because I typically love this author's books mm-hmm. and it was a summer release her books typically release in the summer historical fiction and I was so disappointed oh. Sarah <laughs> you read it and I think you enjoyed oh. it oh see I loved it <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I know which one you're talking about yeah <laughs> the last we shall message you it was the last the last train, train to Key West. West oh it was so good <laughs> Oh my and I feel like if I would have waited, mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. loved that book. But it, I read it right when, like, yep. I think yep. pandemic life had been, what, like two months. Mm-hmm. I read yep. it in the thick of summer. So all the terribleness that happened of 2020 happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was the wrong time. Yep. For sure. The other thing is, too, is you've read her before where I had not. That was my first oh, okay. okay. So I was like, and for me, it was also that I've discovered a new author. Okay. That you know, and right? Incredible. She's. I she need to is. reread it. I need to reread it. Yeah, give it a reread. And maybe Sarah, if you <laughs> read her point. other books, you will find that maybe they're better than that book. So you're like, maybe it's a good thing that I started with right. this one. I'm like, oh yeah, Bree was great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, These are so much better. <laughs> but I love yeah. the other one. I love <laughs> That's hilarious. So when we're recording this at this point, Nicole, you've read over 80 books. I just I year. just got 90 today. Okay. Wow. 90 books so far this Good year. Good lord. Do you set 
yearly reading goals and like what do you try to do what are you trying to do differently this year than what you did in 2020 um I I do I set Goodreads goals and um I am on Storygraph as well they have you know really great you know challenges and goals and stuff which um I really enjoy um but yeah I do set Goodreads goals typically I try I, I, last year I set it for a hundred books and then I got called out by Jen Jen. She's my co-host for <laughs> my Wednesday book club. <laughs> and she was like, girl, you know, you're going to read more than that. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait just a minute here. This is my goal. <laughs> but it's like, there's, there's something about like, I don't want to put like, you know, oh, I want to read 300 books because you put that out in the universe. It's like just tempting fate at that point. You know, this will be, if I put yeah. that high of a number, this is going to be the year where it just tanks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta stay humble. Like I kind of pull it back just a little bit. So this year I did increase it to 200. My, my goal is, you know, to read 200 books. Last year I ended the year at 350. So Oh my wow. gosh. Congratulations. I, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I did have, you know, I have, you have a Goodreads goal and then you have like the actual goal you store in the back of your head. Um, so I did, yep. I tried, I really tried to average a book a day. I really wanted to hit that uh, 365. Well, last year was a leap year, 366. And that's what really threw me off. It was that one extra day, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem it wasn't you know but so anything else <laughs> so um so yeah I always have that you know in my mind 365 you know that's what if I ever hit that that and I was close last year I was really close um that would always be like a dream come true but realistically I think anywhere you know around you know 300 is what's the realistic, yeah. you know, cause things happen. Sometimes yeah. you get into yeah. a reading slump or you go on vacation, mm-hmm. you're not reading anything, you know, and, um, you know, things like that just happen, you know? So if you kind of, you could put that pressure on yourself, you know, like really a book a day, like you're crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but for the longest mine was like 75 books. Right. <laughs> and my husband's like, okay, so for like three years now you've read, double your goal it's time to set it higher so I was like okay so I put it at 115 and he's like oh what a rebel (laughs) (laughs) in the past two years I think last year I got to like 269 which I was like look at me but I can't bring myself to go like to no because like you said like what if I, what if it's the thick of summer and I go a month without picking something yeah. up? Or what if I get yep. busy, you know, like doing online, you know, college online. It, like, what if I have two classes that are really stressful? I think mm-hmm. 115 feels safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> and there's something satisfying about logging into Goodreads and seeing you're 10 books ahead yes. of schedule. <laughs> I love that. It's such a confidence boost, honestly. I'm just going, I'm like, yes, I am. I am. (laughs) And it's it's exactly the other way too. If you're, if you're too, you know, if you're too high on your goal and then you're like, oh, you are behind schedule. That's kind of like, that's, 
you know, that's not a good feeling either. So I was like, I don't want to feel like that. And that's going to make me slump even more because they're like, well, I'm never going to catch up. (laughs) Hello, boss. I'm sick. I need to be off for a few days. I have some reading to do. (laughs) Apparently, I need to read 10 books in the next two days. But romance authors have us covered because mm-hmm. when we need some quick pick-me-up, I need to get to yes. that goal, we have plenty yes. of novellas to choose from. Oh my gosh, oh. yes. <laughs> yes, like I have like oh, my the backlist on my Kindle, like just from like going, getting oh. those BookBub emails where it's like, this is free, this is free, this is 99 cents, this is free. Or, you know, it's like Madison Fay, you know, I eat my, like... I consume hers like Madison <laughs> Faye is just amazing. If you want quick, straight to the point, steamy, and you're done in a hundred pages, <laughs> Madison Faye. Like I will, I have like a, like a few <laughs> of her books on, on my backlist too. And I was like, you know what? I just want something quick and smutty. And I'm like, yes, Madison Faye. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> I love and honestly, I can read, I can read one of her books in two hours. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. What got you into category romance? I yes. am, I'm a category baby. I'm like, yes, I'm a category baby. <laughs> talk about it. You know, we talk about category romance yes. here on, the, on the podcast. Occasionally, we've been known to do that. We don't yeah. dabble in some categories. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a category baby. Uh, I started really heavily reading category romance last year and, you know, thanks in part to Sarah, the category romance queen over here. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a lot from watching her videos about what actually, you know, the different lines, what actually is a category romance and uh, um, uh, reading, you know, trying to read Julianne Lindsay's entire backlist, I found that she is, you know, she writes for the category intrigue line, you know, for romantic suspense. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like she writes, she writes for this um, Harlequin line, like, all right, so getting those backlist, and she's still continuing to write for the intrigue line. So she has new books coming out constantly. She has new books coming out constantly. She has like 11 books to release this year, I believe. So yeah. That's <laughs> she, crazy. That is she's crazy. She's a goddess. One came out in what, is it an April release, Sarah? The, her new yeah, one? there's there's one coming out in April, and the, the first one in the series came March, out in what, yeah. March? So it's just like Yeah, so March and April back to back. Averaging a book a month, you know, coming out, and that's oh, that's definitely like prolific, so uh, wanting mm-hmm. to read her entire backlist, I found um, those intrigue novels, uh, Cade County, Garrett Valor, th- those series. And I've read, yeah. you know, we read and reviewed them on my channel for our Wednesday book club meetings. And um, but my first ever uh, category romance read was from the Nocturne line. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. What was it, Nicole? What was it? It was it was Lord of uh, Lord of the Vampires by Gina Showalter, and yes, I found that because I wanted to read everything that Gina Showalter had ever released. Mm -hmm. So I found that one, and honestly, I was just like, okay, it has this, it has Nocturne on it. Didn't really know what that meant. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like I just read it. It's like, oh, it's it's Gina Showalter. That's fine. I didn't really it that for all you needed. Yeah, exactly. It didn't (laughs) really click 
like why did it have this nocturne designation on there you know I was like I mm-hmm. didn't really click in my mind never really explored it so I read that uh liked it Nalini Singh also had written a book for that mm-hmm. uh series as well um and then I read a second one uh from the nocturne line and that was uh Dark Wolf Rising by Rhiannon Rhiannon Bird and it was a well, a mm-hmm. shifter romance and I was just like hey this has a nocturne thing on it too what is that what is that <laughs> and that was kind of like the epiphany like oh this is kind of, this is like this one they're in the same line this is a thing <laughs> I've stumbled into something that I like I wonder if anyone else knows I about know. this this is brand new information um so but yeah I you know that was that was oh when did I read that I want to say that was around like I don't even know when that came out but it was it was before my YouTube channel I was um Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so that was that was kind of my start and it just kind of it hit me full throttle last year because now I want everything (laughs) yeah I mean Mm -hmm. that's one thing that you kind of learn from Sarah. She says it all the time. If you have a favorite romance author and you check their backlist, a lot of them have written for Harlequin. Yes. Maybe a bunch of books, maybe not that many books, you know, but mm-hmm. I love that story so much. <laughs> because... Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> so you picked Julianne Lindsay. Because what you were reading her cozy read- first, like what made you want to choose her as like let's read this author's backlist and like where did that idea come from in the first place? Yeah, so I was first um, introduced to Julianne Lindsay um, r- reading her Seaside Cafe cozy mystery series. Uh, she wrote oh, love uh, that she one. Writes that under her pen name Brie Baker, and I had no idea, no idea, you know. Um, that she had so many pen names. So um, read that <laughs> for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. And I'm like, oh, the series is really good, you know? So um, I think only, I want to say like only one or two, maybe three were out. So I was like, yeah, I want to, like, I want to read these. These are really, really good. And then again, for the Cozy Mystery Book Club, um, there was the Christmas Tree Farm series, Jacqueline Frost. And uh, Julie Ann Lindsay actually came on that live and she was like, this book is written by me too. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea that I was reading books by the same author. It was just like different pen names until she came on a live stream and was like, that was written by me too. And I was like, I was floored. I'm like, okay, this is like, and she's like, oh, I have other pen names too. So I learned from the source what all of her pen names were. And right. you just want to message her and be like, hey, girl, tell us all of them, okay? Yeah. Tell me. So, yeah, I, like, got the list from her. She writes, it, she's Brie Baker, she's Julie Chase, she's Jacqueline Frost, and she's Julianne Lindsay. And uh, I was just like, okay, well, now I have to read everything you've ever written. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, she's, she's, one of, she's one of my favorite authors, and she's the nicest human being ever. She's she's so so sweet sweet. and um I might be pushing it but I consider it one I consider her one of my friends (laughs) 
she's probably just like, she's, you know, she's this, you know, girl that I know from YouTube, I talk about her books a lot. And she's very gracious and sending me books. And she's, she's there. And you know, if she's not commenting in the live stream, she's watching, you know, for sure. She's very supportive of the YouTubers who are talking about her stuff, you know, and I like she's and about engaging and Mm -hmm. talking, you know, with, uh, with her readers and stuff, too. And I just think, like she was, she was kind of like one of the first authors that were to really do that. You know, I was just like, this is kind of like a big deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> like talking with this oh, amazing absolutely. author. I love that for you. I think romance, mm-hmm. romance authors are rock stars. Yeah. I feel like we are the genre that like our authors take care yes. of. Yes. Like they will show up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. For sure. And I was just like, wow, like there are authors because, you know, like, on booktube like or you know you you read a book you do a review about it you're lucky if the author even sees it kind of thing let alone you know actually like it let alone actually thank you and comment on your post about it let alone following you on social media like when julian Lindsay became my friend like on twitter and started following (laughs) me on instagram and she came she became my facebook friend i was like oh my god i'm hyperventilating i'm sweating sweating." (laughs) and i'm like showing my husband the phone i'm like look look this is an author she's my friend (laughs) and my husband's like okay okay she was the first person to wish me a happy birthday on my birthday back in march i'm like Oh my god, day is made. Don't care who else wishes me a happy birthday. Julian Lindsay <laughs> has wished me happy birthday first. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that is so funny. And then, you know, it was just, it was kind of like, it was so fun. I was so excited. That, yeah, like showing my husband the phone and he's like, okay. But, and then... Um, <laughs> They don't. They don't. It. It's not for them. They don't. No. Whenever something like that happens to me, like Sandra Brown became my friend on Goodreads, and I was like, she probably doesn't know I, who I am. She's just like, yeah, sure, this person wants to be my friend. Like her actual, not just her author page, but her actual Goodreads, like for herself. I'm like, she's my yeah, friend. Yeah. And my husband's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually met Sandra Brown too. Like when she um, was before the COVID when we were able to do fun stuff and she was doing a book tour for her book, um, Tailspin. Yeah. Yeah. Tails. No, was it Tailspin or was it Outfox? I think it was Outfox because she was talking about Tailspin during her little talk, but yeah, we have this, um, it's like a murder mystery themed bookshop in um, Old Town Scottsdale and they have a lot of, author um sit downs and they come and they chat and they stream it to facebook and their page and stuff and so when it was sandra brown i was like i'm not missing this i'm not missing my husband went with me and you know it was the best night of my life (laughs) (laughs) i went up there like we all were standing in line so she can sign our books and i went up there and finally you know in front of her meeting her face to face and i could not literally say a single word other than thank you <laughs> i was thank you thank you here's my book for you to sign and my husband he was a rock star too like as soon as it was my turn he was like recording snap 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 picture 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 snap 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 this way a portrait he ended up getting like 30 or 40 pictures of like you're amazing and then he like recorded me like talking to her and he was like when we were leaving he's like well why didn't you tell her you've read every single one of her books and i'm like babe i could not 
four words. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're standing in front of divinity, you can only be humble and say thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, but it was a great night. It was a good night. So you you recently hauled a big box. I just watched the video. Harlequin Blaze. Yes. I laughed through the whole thing. Your comments through the whole thing were just delightful. <laughs> yeah, that, what, in, what inspired this purchase and what were your yes. initial thoughts once you went through the box? Yeah, that video just posted today. And I am surprised mm. that it took me so long to, to do it because I was so excited to get this box. Um, but... I was just going through eBay and I have recently discovered that you can go on eBay and look for books that are like no longer in print. <laughs> like, I don't know why that never even clicked in my brain that I could look on eBay for books. But I started doing that for a lot of Julianne Lindsay's backlist because a lot of her first, you know, books are out of print. And um, so you're able to get them mm -hmm. like on eBay. So, so I just scroll eBay now <laughs> for books. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. very dangerous <laughs> so I'm scrolling and I see this it's like this lot of 78 Harlequin blazes and I'm like oh blaze like oh I want some blazes you know I know that's a line that's no longer you know um in existence that's very sad um they're no longer mm -hmm. printing books that, uh for that line and you know whenever I see some at Goodwill because I do a lot of Goodwill like thrift store book shopping and stuff you see a couple you know here and there and I pick them up and because I do eventually would like I would like to own all the Harlequin blazes that's a lot but <laughs> I would mm -hmm. so I saw like it's, it's doable do right it's a doable right? it's over 900 you can do all right. it fine. everything everything's fine, fine. Uh, <laughs> that's right so I saw this and it wasn't I was like I was just gonna purchase it immediately I was like oh yeah I'm gonna buy this um but it was like you had to bid on it. So I'm like, okay, what's the bid at right mm. now? Cause if it's going to go like back and forth, like rack up the price, like I don't want any part of that. So I yeah. bid, I hate those. I bid a dollar more mm -hmm. than what the previous person did. And it was $54 still $54 for 78 books that are, I think, the, mm -hmm. I think they're all like four ninety nine or something like that. So it's like brand new. All of these books are four ninety nine, and I'm getting it. Even I with the shipping, which was uh, a little expensive, but it's a big old box of books. It was like $13. So even at the price that I paid for the books and then shipping, it's still less than a dollar a book. So I'm like, worth yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. So for yeah, sure. I bought it. And um, I, my husband says I'm no longer allowed on eBay anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> and. We all knew that was coming. <laughs> I like, and I made sure, like, I get home before he does. Sometimes he beats me home from work, and I was just like, I got to get home. It, it was delivered. <laughs> I got to sneak that in the house. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I snuck it in the house, and it sat under my desk where he couldn't see it. I pushed my chair in. He couldn't see it. <laughs> and I filmed awesome. the unboxing when he had to work one weekend, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
No, no, these have always been here. I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. <laughs> I've had these. How can you differentiate from the rest of them? <laughs> exactly. I've had these books. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jeez, you bought me these. What are you crazy? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was a that was a really good find. I really, you know Yeah, I was watching your video just going, I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Or I read it, I read it, I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorites. Yeah, so yeah. A couple of, you know, a couple of really good ones in there that I like really caught my eye. I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta remember you. I gotta read you. <laughs> the vampires. Yes, I have. I got. I think. I think it was three, three or four uh, books in. You got three or four yeah, of them. The yeah, the Love at First Bite. Uh, it's like a series by Kimberly Ray, and like on the cover, it's like a shirtless man, great abs, cowboy. cowboy. He had like he, he's in front of the pasture. He's got a cowboy hat on. I'm like, okay, cowboys, great. I love cowboys, and I'm like, wait, Love at First Bite. <laughs> bite and I'm like this isn't a paranormal and I, I turn around and I was like oh my god they're vampire cowboys I'm like oh my god Blaze was doing it all I baby okay. I was like I had never heard right? of that before and I was like I need to read this immediately uh, <laughs> literally I truly I true like expression like that was the first time I, I laid eyes on that and what you see in the video is my actual reaction <laughs> to finding those because I was like, oh. and that's what I mean like watching it just like you can't just listen to it you need to watch it because you like look up at the camera and, like look back with this it was just pure it made me so oh, happy <laughs> we are gonna put the video link in the description box yes so if you're yes listening, go watch the video yes it was yes. a great time, honestly. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I was like, honestly, I don't know why I had that. Like, I had this in my head that Blaze was just contemporary. So when I found that they like through like they had some paranormal aspects, I'm like, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it was it was like ninety percent contemporary, but then they would throw, like I think you also got a couple historicals, yes. which I remember when they released jo- those, I went, yeah, like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like, there was like, I think I got I got yeah. two historicals and one was like a Scottish one. I'm like Scottish. Yes, <laughs> like yes. <laughs> we like sexy Scottish guys here. I love Scottish <laughs> historical romances. I'm like this is amazing, right? Like, you learn something this new awesome. every day. <laughs> Do you feel like you still read paranormal as much as you did? Once upon a time, um, probably not as much as I did, but it's still because okay. I feel like you read everything. Like you, you really do are a very like across <laughs> the board. You'll read anything, so it's kind of hard to say like, well, Nicole mostly reads this because like you read everything, and you'll you'll be reading like different things mm-hmm. at once. Yeah, honestly, I I'll give anything a try. Like I won't. Like, I won't say no, I'll try, I'll try pretty much anything. Um, that could get me into trouble because I've read some pretty weird things. But <laughs> that's one of our questions. We get into right, the right. <laughs> I've read some weird things. Well, that thought. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, I, you know, of course, like, even if I'm reading other genres, like if I'm reading like, 
an epic fantasy or if I'm reading, you know, like a historical or a sci-fi, like not necessarily romance, I'm still looking for that romance subplot, you know, and that mm-hmm. that's really one way for me to like a book even more is if it has like a love interest, even though it's not per- particularly like from the romance genre. Um, but so I just, I, I just love that, that most in books, but that's, you know, what I'm always going to gravitate more towards, but yeah, I read, I mean, I read horror, thriller, cozy mysteries, Mm -hmm. like, um, my favorite books, uh, like the beginning of the year, I think it was January was pretty girls. And that's, that's a thriller, you know, was my favorite Mm -hmm. book. And I just read the only good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones last month. And that was my favorite book last month and I like that's a horror you know and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. like my favorite books of the year like from a romance reader like not from the romance genre <laughs> like this yeah, yeah. Like, who am I? <laughs> but yeah I kind of I I do I I dabble in a lot of you know other stuff for sure mm-hmm. that's awesome let's do some fill in the blanks Ooh. are you ready yeah. the last romance i read that i felt was written just for me was uh that would be a promise of fire by amanda boucher and that has it's just completely to do with the heroine her name is cat and it's a fan it's a, a fantasy romance and cat is just she's just this sassy sarcastic firecracker and um you know doesn't take any shit from anybody least of all her male love interest but uh it was interesting reading from her perspective because you know what she was thinking and what came out of her mouth were two very different things and she used that sarcasm and as like a defensive mechanism where to protect herself her emotions her true thoughts and um I feel like that is me 100%. And I feel like, and she also just wanting to be like her, you know, I wanted to like, you know, you don't get to tell me who I am or who I'm going to be, you know, that, you know, wanted me to be even more like her, you know, I saw myself in her and then I saw in her a woman that I could aspire to be as well. So I, I really loved her and I love that book and I love Amanda Boucher. She's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready now? <laughs> We're calling you out here on this one. <laughs> oh my God. The title of the craziest book on my Kindle is, or, you know, the book, the craziest book <sighs> title on my Kindle. Is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's a tie between two. Honestly, give give them up. Give them up <laughs> we all know that I, because I talk about it a lot, that I've read Kissing the Coronavirus, and that one <laughs> 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 because because I talk about that a lot. Because you know, if I read a, another weird book or another kind of really out there book, I'm just like, well, this wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't like Kissing the Coronavirus. <laughs> Like I probably have said that in so many reviews. I'm like, it's not bad because it's not kissing the coronavirus. But um, so that one was that one's pretty weird. That one's pretty out there. And then also uh mounted by a monster, wear puffer. Oh my gosh. Oh my 
<laughs> and I blame for that one, the mounted by a monster, the wear puffer one. I blame Izzy at Happy for Now, and I blame Brie at In Love and Words because they read it first. <laughs> well, they read they, it's like a, the mounted by a monster is like a like a series that this author writes, Mina Shea, and mm-hmm. um, the first one that I read was uh, mounted by a monster under her bed, and. Oh my god! Yeah, it, not just by mounted by a monster but <laughs> under her bed. You know, the monster that lives under her bed yeah. is the monster she was mounted by. But so Izzy read that, and Bree read that, and I'm like, okay. So I look it up. It's free, not like Ku free, but absolutely free. So I'm like, okay, okay. It's 16 pages too. Like what? Like sixteen pages, what kind of trouble can I get into? Let's look them up. Right. <laughs> so, a free good time, okay? It's a free good time. So mm-hmm. I read mm-hmm. that one. I was like, well, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> this monster has been under her bed since she was a child, and when she moved and went to college, the monster followed her because apparently they have a really great relationship. And that's when, <laughs> when she was in college, is when they started like the actual sexual uh, relationship. So I'm like, okay, this is this was kind of out there, but I was like, this is weird. But it's not kissing the coronavirus. <laughs> so- <laughs> not kissing the coronavirus. <laughs> so I'm like, just for S's and G's, let's see what other free books she has. So I go on her <laughs> author page on Amazon and I list, I change the priority, you know, to from price low to high. And she had another free book. And this one was called oh, Mounted by a Monster Wear Puffer. And... <laughs> That's exactly like how it sounds. Like it's a shifter romance that he changes into a pufferfish. A, a... I mean, because a so because why so not? We're over jaguars and lions <laughs> no. and bears. I'm like, I'm like, I've read some weird books. I and I've read a lot of shifter romances too. Like I've heard, like I've read. Obviously, you got. You got the big, you know, shifters like the werewolves. You got, like, you know, the jaguars, the panthers. You know, I, I've read bear shifters. Um, I Honey badger shifters. I've read armadillo shifters. And so I'm just like, <laughs> so I'm like a wear puffer, huh? <laughs> you ain't read a shifter until you read a puffer fish. I'm just That's like, right. he really turns into a puffer fish. <laughs> I mean, he did save the female love interest from piranhas. So, hey, he's got he got that one on him. But he can he can oh that's he can control the puffiness of certain extremities on his person. I see. We will have it in the description box for anyone that is interested. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah when I say I've read some weird stuff, <laughs> nothing is really off limits. Okay, okay. Nothing is really off limits. Like when it's free and like 20 pages, like you, you have, have to, to read it. You have Just to. Just for. You have to. Yeah, Just for, for sure. sheer curiosity's sake. 
It's of course 16 of pages course. of your life for free. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to read this book in 15 minutes. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. One trope I'm a complete sucker for is. It would be hate to love or enemies to lovers. I really, really love that dynamic because you get to see that that's where you find like this the banter between these two like they don't want to like each other but that chemistry and attraction is Mm -hmm. there and they're fighting it so it turns into anger and they get like those snarky sarcastic like comebacks like at each other and they're just that banter just hits differently when it's a hate to love and um it's true. And actually, a uh, promise of fire is actually hate to lover, enemies to lovers. So um, that I just I love that trope so so much. <laughs> it's like when when the two main characters have undeniable chemistry and banter. It's just it just makes the pages turn, you know. So I really yeah. I really love it. And sometimes they're like laugh yeah. out loud, you know, moments too. Where yeah. <laughs> oh I, yeah, oh I yeah. Love it. I think that they, I think that trope lends itself so well to romantic comedies. Yeah. It's, it can be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The movie I will never stop watching is The Princess Bride with Robin Wright. The Princess Bride. I, okay. I love that movie so much. I can recite every single line. It's hilarious. <laughs> and of course, like it's a romance. They live happily ever after. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> I've actually never you seen never- it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, homework for Sarah. You gotta watch this movie. <laughs> and Deal. just imagine Nicole reciting it word for word. Oh my yeah, beside me. <laughs> I love it so much. I like I'll say like random lines from that movie, mm-hmm. like just randomly. And my husband's like, What? And I'm just like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, Princess Bride <laughs> part. It's like sorry. <laughs> what what's funny is that I feel like I've seen it because I know so many of the lines because of pop yeah, culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, I, have I actually seen this movie or not? I don't know. <laughs> like, have I? I think I have. <laughs> so yeah, I think I have. I know the lines from it. <laughs> so funny. Oh. All right. The first song on the soundtrack to my life is. This was hard because I don't really listen to music <laughs> because of audiobooks. I listen like on my, True. On my commute or True. if I'm, you know doing housework or at the store like I have my my earbuds in and I'm listening to an audiobook so I probably haven't listened to any kind of anything that's on the radio in the last two years like I'm so behind behind on the music times that is fine so I went into my my music I have a I have a lot of music on my phone honestly so much music that I could I could shuffle my music and not repeat a single song in like five days so <laughs> I have a lot of music so I went on there and looked like because you can look in your playlist and your most played songs and it was <laughs> replay my number one like song that I've listened to the most is replay by Zendaya <laughs> I love that song it's such, it's such a great song right I was just like it's just like it's so like 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 you just can't help but move your shoulders and dance to it and it was so cute and it's, it's almost kind of like you know like like a romance like she's singing a song about like another person it's like it's 
like I can I can listen to you all day you know it's like if you were a song I could listen yeah. to you all day and I was like yeah like I love that's that. very on brand for you that's, <laughs> that's adorable. adorable that's adorable <laughs> but you know like on like on my on my my iTunes I have like very eclectic music tastes you know I can you know so many songs on there where if I just hit shuffle like I, I'll have everything on there from rap and R&B to show tunes, mm-hmm. listening to Fano of the Opera, Wicked, <laughs> Disney yep. songs. Yep. So yep. it's like really this, like the soundtrack of my life is very different. <laughs> <laughs> That's on brand for you though. Like that feels on brand for you. A little bit of yep. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah, do you want to rapid wrap fire? Rapid fire? I got it. All right. She's going to ask you, Nicole, like, don't think too deep into it. Nope. Clear my head. My most comfortable attire is. Oh, it's, it's gotta be leggings and a (laughs) t-shirt. Honestly, or even just t-shirt and underwear. Like if I'm at home, like. (laughs) Is this a thing? Exactly. (laughs) If I'm at home, I'm not wearing pants. Like, like if I have to go anywhere, like, do I have to put pants on? Because I don't want to (laughs) go. Uh, you decide you want takeout for dinner. Where are you ordering from, and what are you ordering? Um, I'm ordering from uh, Carumbas, which is a little uh, like Mexican food place. I'm ordering a shredded beef taco, side of rice, and mm. a side of red enchilada sauce. And I will like literally just take the enchilada sauce and just drown everything and eat it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's their enchilada sauce is so good. I want some right now. (laughs) Hi, honey. Bring home dinner. (laughs) Um, one of the loves of your life is oh, it's gotta be my husband. I have to say my husband, right? Well, sure. we know him. It could be anything else. <laughs> else, yes. Yeah. Enchilada. It could be the enchilada. That's right. Sauce, yes. <laughs> but he's the one that puts up with my crazy bookness, and he's the one you know that's Aww. you know just kind of turns the other way when I bring that box of books in the house. <laughs> Because let's be real. He knows you ordered a box. I know. (laughs) You're not sneaking nothing. He's like, you think you're getting one over on me? No. Like, I know. Yeah. Not happening. You think I don't check the credit card statement? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. He's the one that built the shelves behind me and like supports me and everything Mm -hmm. I do. Honestly. Yeah. I can't say anything but my husband. Aww. One hill you will wholeheartedly die on is um, 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 if it doesn't end in an HEA or HFN, it's not a romance. <laughs> this book, this book Agreed. can have all the sex in the world in it from page one till the end. If those two characters are not in a relationship, happy, by the end of that book, mm-hmm. it's not a romance. Get out, Get of, out here. of here. Because that's a lot of like that misconception where it's just like, oh, romance is just sex. It's just sex. I'm like, no, there's so many other mm-hmm. genres. Have you read a high mm-hmm. fantasy lately? There's sex in those books too. Right. <laughs> you know, right? Like, exactly. Exactly. Sex does not make a romance. No, it does not. <laughs> it's the it's the journey <laughs> that this couple is on and you know, their struggles and them working through it and 
ending up happily ever after. That's what it's about. And the sex is just a big plus. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say. Just a big plus. Um, Pretend we are creating a time capsule and we ask you to put in a timeless romance novel. Um, What romance novel do you put in? Oh, I'm thinking anything, anything by Sandra Brown or Julian Lindsay. Oh, so that's first thought. Beverly Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mm. I, I, I just love, I love them. I love them so, so, so much. So, so much. Like you gotta, you gotta have those books, you know, in the future and look back on not necessarily like, you know, you know, where we came from, but just those, those epic love stories and, you know. Yep those just those swoony you know male characters and then those those female characters who who know what they want and know their mind and are intelligent and brave and mm-hmm. just not only you know asking for their pleasure but demanding it and getting it and having that happily ever after like that's that's what I really love about you know the romance genre yeah. is like awesome that'll transcend yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. for sure that Agreed. women deserve you know, they're happily ever after. Mm-hmm. They deserve it and they should get it. Yep. For sure. Well, Nicole, thank you for chatting with us. This today. was so thank much fun. You. I'm so, it was so, much oh my fun. gosh, I was so excited when you came and asked me. I'm like, yes, yes, a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of Nicole's information will be in the description box along with authors and titles that she has mentioned. Make sure you go follow her, follow her on her YouTube channel. Go yep. watch the Harlequin Blaze <laughs> unboxing. It'll be linked as yes. well. <laughs> It's a delight. It's a delight. (laughs) We love you, girl. You know, you can come back Mm -hmm. anytime. If there's a a category out there that you're like, I want to read this with Brie and Sarah, let us know so we can read it. And then we'll come back on here and talk about it. Yes. Yes. I love you you both so much. Thank you so much.